I was talking a, a little earlier uh, around my, I just don't get it, what's happening with the NISFAS protests. I mean, UKZN, they've now been uh, not having in-person teaching for two weeks or virtual uh, teaching. They're not the only ones, as I understand it. And this is because of the protests we've seen by students. More details over the weekend. I think the Sunday Times had this story um, talking about what seemed to be a financial relationship between, or not actually a financial relationship at all, I've got that wrong. That seemed to be a strange coincidence involving one person who makes decisions at NISFIS and one person who makes decisions at one of the companies that won a contract. Asivat Landra has agreed to speak to you at short notice. He's the spokesperson of the South African Union of Students. Asivat, hi, good morning, and thanks for taking our call this morning. Why are students so angry at this new payment system? Are they just not getting their money? Good morning, uh, Stephen, to you and to your listeners. Uh, yes, uh, we, we seemingly do have a crisis as it pertains to the new payment system. Uh, I'll date be the explanation that probably has been uh, proffered by NSOS in the department. Uh, what are the issues? The issues, one, is that uh, the service providers that have been appointed by NSOS have proven, uh, for the most part, to be incompetent and do not uh, uh, possess the requisite capacity to distribute the allowances. I say this, Stephen, because we are still sitting with thousands of students. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the third month now. Uh, 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 yes, July, August will be the third month since they would have taken over the payment system. And we are struggling. Students have not been... Uh, there are students that were supposed to receive the allowances back in June who still not, not have received it now. Students, some that were supposed to receive it at the end of July will still not have received it now. Uh, the exact numbers we do not have, but we know that it's substantial enough for many of the institutions that have gone on protest to go on protest. As it's reported uh, to us, I think yesterday, that uh, they had a few thousand students that had not received the allowances. So, yes, I suppose at the end of the day, the money is seemingly not getting to students. The reasons for this obviously seemingly vary, but the bottom line is that all four service providers are seemingly failing. Uh, to deliver on their mandate. You've, there have been conversations, I know, that NISFA said to us last week or the week before that things were running smoothly. The higher education department's been talking <coughs> about this as well. They seem to think everything's fine. Why is there such a big disconnect? Do they just not understand what's happened? We've got two culprits. Uh, the first one being the service providers. Uh, uh, and they, obviously, to an extent, I suppose NSFAS must take capability, must take responsibility. Uh, uh, they're culpable to an extent because these are their service providers. The terms uh, under which the service providers uh, operate were set out by NSFAS. So I suppose, let me start by saying they, would, they have to take responsibility for that. Uh, but also the two other main culprits in this case are universities and the service providers. What we have also seen, uh, Stephen, are deliberate efforts from universities uh, to sabotage the direct payment system in the midst of what is already an inefficient system. There's evidence to this, uh, for instance, for universities that have up until today withheld their registration data uh, uh, from uh, NSFAS uh, such that the students would be able to get their payments and also to not cooperate uh, with the agency and the scheme to ensure that the students are onboarded such that they're able to receive their allowances onto the new system. There are many universities, in fact, they have come on record saying uh, who, who want to uh, collapse this payment system uh, in favor of their own service providers as it has been for the past few years. I wish this was speculation or conspiracy, but unfortunately this is what we are seeing in many institutions. In fact, we have advised chancellors that have been sponsoring protests on their own campuses. You reckon, uh, Asiva, that's a big thing to say. Vice-chancellors yeah. provoking protests, really? 
Absolutely. I, 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 I would never mislead you, Stephen, on such a, a, a critical platform and uh, push disinformation for the thousands of listeners that listen to your show. I am in the sector, I've been in the sector for many years. We are, we are following these things intricately. I would never mislead you. I am telling you on record, and as a fact, uh, that there are students, that there are vice chancellors that have been sponsoring protests and university officials that have been sponsoring protests. Uh, and this is by the admission of SRC president that have come to us in confidence uh, sure. as, because, because of the benefit that the, uh, 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 these university officials had been uh, uh, benefiting when they were the ones that were distributed. Mm-hmm. To give you an, an idea, I mean, this is worth over, uh, 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 give or take 9 billion rand worth of uh, that has to be distributed. So it's not a, a, a small change that we are speaking about. All right, sure. Strong claim to make. All right, Sivet Landrup, thank you. A spokesperson with the South African Union of Students. Uh, see if we can get a response to that claim. Certainly something going on there that's very, very strange. Six-